podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi, this is Tony Cotty and you're listening to the We Are West End podcast. You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh, and my pal, James Jones. West Ham United seem quite happy to have taken on our advice on the podcast and completely scrapped any desire to do well in the Premier League. Craig Dawson, as he's done in the Europa League, leading uh, by example uh, in that charge as we charge for Premier League mediocrity. Um just at the bed in order. So we've got a full complement of players ready and available. And just so the rest of the squad understand quite how unimportant and beneath us domestic competition is now. Uh, so well played, Craig, on that one. West Ham United did lose 1-0 at Chelsea on the weekend ahead of our Europa League first leg of the semi-final against Eintracht Frankfurt at home at London Stadium on Thursday night. One exciting game that promises to be. Um, Jonesy, nice to speak to you again, mate. Nice to see you. Uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? You seem to be having a little bit of trouble yet. already. No, I'm, um, I'm fine, thanks, mate. I'm just listening out because Harrison's about to be dropped off um, for the evening. So I'm just kind of half listening out because where I'm currently recording behind me, on the other side of the door behind me is the front door. Right. So I'm, I'm conscious about, you know, if they come back, external noise, ruining the, the high production value of this podcast. Um, just a consummate so pro, mate, aren't you? I know, yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm trying to, I'm trying to listen to two, two, two things at once at the moment because he's due back any minute. Um, okay. So if, if I go quiet and go on mute, you're just mm. gonna have to just talk, just roll with it, just roll with it, fill the gap a little bit, yeah. mate, and then, and then I'll be back in the game as soon as I give you the thumbs up. But see if anyone notices, basically. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds perfectly okay to me, Jonesy. Um, I mean, most of the time on this podcast, it's just me rambling for ages anyway you come in with something succinct and sensible and then I go off on another uh, incoherent rant for five minutes or so so I don't suppose anyone will notice at all though I must admit mate I'm this week feeling a little bit fragile and not perhaps as chatty as I might usually be fresh off of the back of a, uh, a three-day stag do in Dublin Thursday to Sunday three nights should I say Thursday to Sunday um, I'm sweating Guinness, basically. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever been over there before, mate? Uh, I did a rugby tour in Dublin um, with the no, school yeah. a while back, um, a long, long time ago. It was a long time since I've been mm. to school. Um, and yeah, yeah bit too, Guinness. A bit too young Guinness for fact. permanent Guinness then. Um, yeah, we. I think we were 16, 15, mm, 16. Yeah. So we went to the Guinness factory and we were allowed one pint of Guinness each. Really, um, wow. which was which is a right treat at that age, isn't it? Um, yeah, I bet, mate. Yeah, yeah. Particularly, particularly when it's the school allowing it as well. But I've not actually been over there properly since. So um, I'm and had fifteen pints a day for no. three days in a row. No, no, no. no. Well, there you go, mate. There you go. Um, whilst you're concerned about your child walking through the door to ruin the production values of this podcast, uh, how do you feel? 
about the drilling that's currently going on over my head um, from the guy in the flat upstairs who um, decided that 6.02pm is an appropriate time to be continuing his 28-year flat refurbishment. Well, I, I wondered whether it was drilling or whether it was just a byproduct of your three-day bender. Yeah, this is my body's just making really weird noises. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Every time I turn my neck, it's just like just an alarm going off in my body saying just stop boozing and go to sleep. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, very enjoyable though, mate. The um, 2022 campaign of holidays for the pair of us continues. Um, So, football then. Uh, I came back on Sunday and just as I missed the first half so I was on the way back from the airport, uh, sat down. Uh, I wasn't feeling overly clever, to be honest. Um, and the football did nothing to improve my mood. After the Jorginho penalty missed, I was absolutely buzzing with that one. Uh, the only real talking point as far as I'm concerned and can have observed is the drama at the end and obviously the, the red card and then the eventual goal. Up until then, fairly attritional. Uh, team selection seemed to be made with Europe in mind. Don't know what we're going to do for the Arsenal game as far as centre-halves goes. I've probably Stuart Pearce and Kevin Nolan pulling their boots back on. Um, but, yeah, so obviously we'll, we'll chat about that. But what did you make it out the game just briefly before we do it in a bit more detail in a minute? It was a good performance all round. It was a decent ninety minutes, given the given the changes that he made and the the team that was out there. But uh, just desperately unlucky at the end, desperately unlucky. Mm. Um, and it was going forward. I, I felt like it was the story of much of our season where we just really struggled to do much in the final third. No problem getting in the final third. Just really struggled for any kind of creativity. Um, we've we've struggled with that problem uh, on occasions this season. And it felt like that kind of, that hurt us a little bit. Um, mm. But yeah, just, just a frustrating result, given the fact that I saw the starting 11, I thought we'd get absolutely annihilated. Mm. Um, and then within 15 minutes, realized that Chelsea couldn't really be bothered themselves. I thought, well, hang on, <laughs> we might have a chance here. You know, they're misplacing passes all over the place. And, for to, to lose it in the way we did right the last minute, particularly after saving the penalty. Uh, worst penalty in the world, by the way. Um, mm. Just, yeah, just frustrating. Um, especially given that Wolves lost as well. It really allowed mm. us to kind of consolidate top seven going into um, a really, really important final, what, four weeks of the season. Yeah, a point would have, would have made for a decent result in amongst everything that's going on, wouldn't it? I just... I don't know, mate. I just find the nature of that. And I, it's such a, I think it's probably really naive to continually say, but I, I always sort of find that the later it goes on in games, the more frustrated I am and the more unprofessional it feels when you concede a goal or throw it away. Like there was that campaign, wasn't there? I think it might have been Pellegrini, um, where all we seemed to do, all we seemed to do was go into the lead and then throw it away for either a draw or a defeat in the last 10 minutes. I don't know if it was Pellegrini. I, it might have been Moyes the first time. Who I can't really remember when. But there was that period of time when that's just what we always, always, always seem to do, is just get to the closing stages of games, switch off, and then throw away mm. all the good work or the work we might have done earlier. 
And I don't know, I just sort of felt when the penalty misses, you think, oh, yeah, this is our day. Um, for then for it to go in like it did after is somewhat annoying. But uh, listen, mate, we'll we'll do all that sort of stuff in a bit more detail uh, in the Chelsea reaction section shortly. Just want to remind everyone, first of all, as we always do, that you can follow us on social media at we are underscore West Ham on Twitter. That is where we are West Ham pod on instagram we are west ham podcast on facebook and youtube you find our channel and the video clips of from the pod as well interviews and and all sorts of different bits over there you can email us as well if you so wish at we are west ham pod at gmail.com and the links to all the ways you can follow and get in touch with the podcast are included in the description below. And don't forget, you can buy us a beer and support the pod at buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam. That's buymeacoffee.com slash wearewestam. Donations or pints start from a fiver and you can buy as many or as few as you like. Those of you have done that recently, which we really appreciate and said some nice words over there as well. So if you can, that's where you go. Lots coming up on this week's show. We'll react to that disappointing 1-0 defeat at Chelsea, including the Craig Dawson red card and the eventual winner after that penalty miss from Jorginho. As Jonesy mentioned, the worst penalty in the world. Then we'll look ahead. We've got the Betway charity bets as usual. And then we'll look ahead to two games. One absolutely mammoth encounter Thursday night. Eintracht Frankfurt at home at the London Stadium in the Europa League semi-final first leg before that game against Arsenal in the Premier League this weekend, Sunday the 1st of May, 4.30pm kickoff at London Stadium. Uh, we'll look ahead to that one as well, one that looked quite mouth-watering um, a few weeks ago, but Arsenal now built up an eight-point gap between us and them. Fourth place Arsenal, that is, and they played a game less than us so that milestone always felt like it was but um yeah this was just, that's definitely a way off now really and with that defeat at Chelsea at the weekend you do still kind of sense um that seventh place in a Europa Conference League might be the best that we're looking at this season although you know two points behind Man United they're hardly infallible are they? We'll see. Um, and then, yeah, we'll have some West Ham women and then some final thoughts before we say goodbye for another week, just as we get to the business end of the season. But excitement really building ahead of that Eintracht Frankfurt game on Thursday. But for that, look ahead to Chelsea on the weekend in more detail next. <laughs> So, Jonesy, what was your, what was your main takeaway? If it's a one-nil game with a red card, a missed penalty, and then the winning goal at the end, uh, I listened to um, obviously Chigi, who we spoke to last week on the Chelsea fan cast. They've got a guy who does these brilliant uh, post-match review video clips for them on their Twitter, a couple of minutes long. Uh, he's obviously a talented guy at the spoken word anyway. And um, I think it's Jonathan Kidd. He'll forgive me if I've got his name wrong, but head on over to uh, the Chelsea fan cast anyway for those videos. They always, always look out for them after the West Ham games. And his summary was effectively the same. Two minutes of, of chat, basically saying West Ham were, or sorry, Chelsea were rubbish. So were West Ham really, who, and sort of parked the bus was their words, not... Um, Mine. Uh, she 
didn't look like they could be bothered to break us down for a while. That um, flurry of substitutions from Tuchel, I think. Um, Romelu Lukaku, a surprise bit of energy to, to turn Craig Dawson. And poor defending, I thought, that from Dawson let himself get turned very easily. Uh, and then he pulls him down for the penalty and the red card. You think you've got away with one? And then afterwards, I don't know, I suppose it's because ten, the 10 men made a difference. But what did you make of the whole affair? Like I said before, I thought it was, uh, under the circumstances, I thought it was a good performance from the team. I thought I thought we played okay, given it was uh, heavily rotated first 11, you know, one recognised centre-back and a back five. Hmm. Um, and, you know, no Deccan Rice in midfield. Yarmolenko leading the line up front. Mm. You know, it, it, you saw the starting 11 and you just really feared for the afternoon, regardless of the form at Chelsea you're in at home. You just thought, yeah, no, mm. this isn't, this isn't going to go too well. But we had opportunities in the first half. Ben Rama squandered a couple of chances. Um, so did Yarmolenko. And you just felt, keep this up and we, we might be able to nick something. You know, even if mm. it is a point, we might be able to nick something. And we came close to doing that. I thought Craig Dawson at the back before his red car was absolutely monumental. He was, I can't, I don't know what the stats are, but he must have made about 15 blocks. Mm. He was literally in front of everything. Um, you know, even the commentators were like, you know, he's going to be man of the match. And he got, him, <laughs> he got himself sent off and he was like, All right, we'll just give it to Marcus Alonso now because yeah, 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 yeah. he just ran down the left a few times. Yeah. Um, and it was, it, it was so unfair on him, although it was poor defending and, you know, I mean, a lot, I've seen a lot of people say it wasn't a red card. I, I think it probably was. Although, at the same time, I do wonder what happened to the double jeopardy rule. No, no, no. That, the, but, everyone was getting that wrong. The actual wording of that is, mate, the double jeopardy only applies if there's been a genuine attempt to play the ball. Oh, fair enough. Just a okay. tug, yeah, that's the yeah. official word. And, but he, and he didn't do that, did he? He just yeah. tugged him. There are also arguments that, you know, the, the initial contact was outside the area, which is true. But I thought the, that, yeah. But the, the, if you actually watch it again, and, you know, we've got to be fair here, the, the, the tug on Lukaku's arm comes inside the area. Mm. He's holding onto his arm outside, and then there's a slight tug inside the area. So that's what the referee's seen, and he's given a penalty. No, no real complaints. Um, thankfully, Jorginho misses. Um, and just think, yeah, done. Um, you know, we, we've got a point against <laughs> almost against all odds, and then it all just falls apart from there. But I think it's just desperately unlucky the afternoon. I thought we more than deserved to come away with something. Right. Uh, and then when you look at everything else, like I said before, Wolves losing and the run ins of every team between now and the end of the season, uh, seventh. Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got a chance finishing seventh, but by, by no means is that guaranteed anymore. No, um, and that's the frustrating thing about it now is that now that extra point would have done, would have put four points against Wolves, hmm. uh, with them having a game in hand. There's still three points, and they've got a game in hand. Their goal difference is slightly better, and that's frustrating because if you look at our running, we got Arsenal this weekend with no defence. Um, you know, then we've got we've got Norwich away. Should be okay. They're probably, you know, I think the last time we played Norwich away, we, we could relegate him, and that could be the same thing again. Antonio with the four, um, was it? Antonio with a four, yeah, we relegated them that day, and it might be the same situation. Um, so you know, possibility. Uh, but then if you look at the Man City at home, our last home game of the season, 
there's a there's a huge chance if we make it to the Europa League final, that comes three mm. days before the Europa League final. And there's absolutely no way we're playing a full strength team in that game. No. So, so we're losing that. And then it goes in going to the final game of the season against Brighton, who we just never ever beat. Mm. Trying to rely on, on on beating them to finish seventh. So that's that's the frustration for me, is that you know, it's either um you know, win our, all of our remaining games to to guarantee Europe next season or win the Europa League. And mm. both are still very, very difficult things to do. Oh, so, of course, um, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's where my frustration lies after after the Chelsea game is that you know just hold on for another ninety seconds and and you've got a really really important point there which we didn't think mm. you'd get. Um, but yeah, I can't really fault the effort from the lads. I thought they played really well. Mm. No, fair enough, mate. The other funny thing is Newcastle in ninth. I mean, yeah. What the hell? Yeah, that is just amazing, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, mathematically, they can finish. They can still finish above us. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at it now. Yeah, four games left. They've played the same um, as us, and they're yeah, they're up, but they're only nine points behind, mate. Yeah. They can thrash us, <laughs> they can yeah. thrash us out of sight. Um, yeah, which would be uh, would be quite the remarkable feat, wouldn't it? But uh, yeah, turnaround from Eddie, how there? Um, I'll be honest, mate. I mean, I don't. It's making me uncomfortable. You saying if we get to the Europa League final. <laughs> Anyway, I'm trying to keep my feet on the ground, there. mate. Just trying to stay reserved. No, that's what I'm saying. The fact you're even saying it, I don't even think you should be allowed to say if. You shouldn't be allowed to imagine what that would be like yet, I don't think. Um, but by the same token, I just think that's more of an achievable thing. I honestly don't like why would you why would you risk anything? It really wouldn't matter. I know we said about the conference league thing, but we said earlier this season, I'll remember it, I said a run in the <clears throat> like a quarter final of the Europa League and eighth in the Prem was what I said would be a decent season this year. The eighth in the Prem looks like it might come in. And the fact we've got to the semi final with a reasonable chance of getting to the final is beyond anything mm. you could have ever imagined. Um I know we're coming up against good teams, but they're beatable teams on our day. We've shown we've taken to a European competition with a plum. Um, all right, we had a bit of a wobble in the unprofessional nature of Cresswell's red card against Leon in the first leg, but the way we then managed the rest of that tie uh, and kept the score respectable and the second leg, which was uh, we all remember, was incredible. I don't think we've got anything to fear on that front, but that's where we're full of confidence. And I think now I just would hate to see us like try and crowbar both in or try and like try and do both. And then we end up, you know, maybe scraping seventh and not having gone both barrels at, at the Europa League. I mean, that looks unlikely to happen, doesn't it, with the team at the weekend? Oh, I mean, the team at the weekend is is all the evidence you need to know that David Moyes is going all out for the Europa League, and mm. quite rightly so, by the way. Like, mm. 100% needs to go for it. Um, my frustration and my worry a little bit is that, you know, Bowman, we have to go for the Europa League now. I mean, we've got ourselves in this position. We've got to go for it now. Mm. The worry is that at the end of the season, we don't win the Europa League. And we don't get into Europe next season. And we said after that severe, that, uh, that severe game, we said, mm. this is the level. This is We want this every single season. We've experienced a night like that at London Stadium. We're going to get another one this Thursday against Frankfurt. Um, we want 
this. We want this all the time. Mm. We want this every season. And there's big there's a big chance now that we won't have this next season. And I wonder how, if that is the case, I wonder how that does affect our transfer intentions. How does that affect bringing in the players? Because um, we put ourselves on a map this season. This season. Mm. We put ourselves on a map across Europe. There'll be players looking at us, keeping an eye on us, going, I wouldn't mind playing for that club. Mm. I wouldn't mind playing for that club. Um, but we lose all that if we're not in Europe. So that's, oh, yeah, I know. That's, I know. that's where I'm a little bit worried moving forward. Obviously, you're going to embrace the next four weeks. And Do you think though, the, the conference think, league's think, going to make any difference to that, mate? I think we're in Europe. Like, I still yeah, think I know, but do you think that's a pull? You... Um, I I get, like, I, like I've said many, many occasions, we can't turn our noses up. If we get in the Conference League, I think that's still a bonus. No, I just meant, I know what you um, mean, but in terms of what you were saying there about transfers and stuff, I don't know if it I, makes I, you I that think, more appealing. I think, I think it still makes you it's more appealing than not playing in Europe at all. I think, um, There'll be some there'll be some players that just, you know, will go absolutely not. I'm gonna go and play for a Europa League side or a Champions League side. But there'll be some players mm. looking at it going, Yeah, I still fancy a little bit. And what we've done this season will have made us attractive regardless. Mm. But there'll be, you know, I think Europe will be the the huge selling point, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'd I would ultimately like to uh I'd like to agree. I just think I honestly think now the stage you're in. The there's sort of equal chance, right, in my opinion, of doing what you said then, which is ending up with with nothing. But I, I think you'll do that by sort of mismanaging almost. I just think the odds are so much. I genuinely think we've got as much. We need to win two football games to win the Europa League, right? Um, as long as the margin of victory against Frankfurt is bigger in one tie than it is in the other. We can win two games and then you get a one-off smash at the final. I just think the rewards of that with the Champions League spot anyway, and generally the odds of doing that, I reckon we've got just as much chance of winning two games in the Europa League that we need as we have of winning two games in the Premier League with the run-in we've got. And those two wins in the Premier League might still only guarantee you Conference League like you could also be in a situation where, you know, if we got to the final, just getting to the final would be just so good. Um, and I think that in itself would appeal you to, I don't know. I just think any trip, I think we've got a squad who's capable enough to do, especially with the suspensions we got, like just go think, for it in the Europa and see what you get in the Prem. Yeah. And as I said, mate, like, I, I'd rather. We know David Moyes is going to go for the Europa League. He wants to try and mm. win that. And rightly so. You'd be annoyed if he didn't want to try and win that now. Furious. Yeah. Um, and it's good. And I was I was actually pleased when I saw the starting 11. A little bit worried about the game, but I was pleased that mm. he'd gone with that starting 11 against Chelsea because it was like, yeah, mm. clearly Thursday night and the week after that, that's his priority. And that's what we all mm. want. Um, And, you know, he's going for that. If it means then at the end of the season that we end up with no Europe, we don't win the Europa League and we finish eighth, and it's all a little bit like, oh, you know, no Europe next season. At least they've gone for it. Yeah. And it'll be it'll be disappointing. It'll be frustrating. But <laughs> if you got to the you, final. You, you at least go and go, okay, we've got to the final Europa League. No one saw that coming. 
they went for it. Um, it is what it is, and we just have to go again. Um, mm. But it will still be a little bit like, oh, you know, we're going to be missing out. We've just had that amazing journey. We want it again, and then we're not going to have it. So that's like, I'm a little bit worried about that, a little bit worried about that. But I just want to see them go for it, and they're going to go for it. And whatever happens between now and, what, the middle of May, mm. um, we know it's going to be one out of a ride and, you know, what we get out of it. Let's wait and see. Yeah. But it could be it could be as 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 massive as Champions League football or it could be mm. nothing. And, that's, I mean, although it would be frustrating. That's why I'm saying, nothing. mate, when will... When, it's let's be it's honest, like, right? it's exciting, isn't it? It's almost it's exciting because you just don't know what we're going to get yet. We could get literally right. the pinnacle of, like, beyond our wildest dreams. To what we're kind of used but to, mate. Anyway. When, you, when are you going to get that right? When are you going to get that in the Premier League again? A ch- a sh- two games to get in the Champions League, yeah. Win two ga- out of three. You're not going to get that in the Prem, are you? Let's be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. At some, but you know, Tottenham are looking better and better under Conte. That looks like a sort of we're not finishing fourth. That's what you're saying. That's exactly what yeah. I'm saying, mate. We're not yeah, that fourth. is. Of course, we're not. And and I understand why. But if we get in the Champions League this year and you can go again, whether they'll invest or not, we'll be, I'm sure we'll end up having a conversation over at the end of the summer. Even if we get in the Champions League when all we've done is given Mikel Antonio a 10-year extension on his deal. <laughs> um, and, you know, whatever. Like, and and, and so Beck and Rice for 30 quid. Yeah, yeah, exactly, mate, exactly. So, I, I don't know. I just think you're not going to get a chance again. What we've done to get there is incredible. Mm. And let's be honest, if we put our B team out, as we saw against Chelsea on the weekend, right, they've done okay. Everyone was sort of, oh, God, when you say we're going to get annihilated, that, that team effectively has done okay in the Europa League group stages, didn't they? Yarmolenko's getting a lot of game time. Did all right. They're, they're, they're not awful players. They kind of all know how to play the system. Um, and they're unlucky not to come away from Chelsea with a point. Why you couldn't just play the B team in the Prem and, and let them get See what they, there's not there's no saying that they wouldn't achieve a couple of wins out of that and you at least get comfort. I can you see us getting sixth really? No, no. I think I think we're playing for seventh now. Yeah, and I just think because of that, which is the Conference League, I don't think that's going to be that appealing to foreign players. It's certainly not going to boost our transfer kitty because it's not a lucrative tournament for the teams who play in it. Obviously, I think it's literally if you get right to the end in the semis, it sort of becomes a bit worth it given the average cost of a Premier League trip abroad and all that sort of stuff. Um, so I don't know, mate. I just think it's a no-brainer. I think you do all this work. It's a, a once in a certainly once in a generation opportunity. I think last mm. season at Upton Park, we and I don't know, last season we were sort of close-ish, but last season at Upton Park we. If we'd have won one more game out of that last three or four, wouldn't it? Like we, we, we just, drew away we, to Stoke, lost at home to Swansea, and beat Man United. If we lost at we lost at Stoke. Did we? I thought we yeah, drew. Yeah, we lost. Right. We, we had to win two of our last three games hmm. to finish fourth. Uh, yeah, we lost lost to Swansea, beat Man United, lost to Stoke. Oh right, oh, fair enough. I thought we drew, but either way, similar sort of thing. Um, yeah, and I just think that's not going to happen again, really, is it? Because if we don't do anything this season, you're right. Declan Rice will go. I genuinely think that 
this is our only chance. The Champions League is our only chance as fans of having a improved team next year because Declan Rice stays if we get Champions League, I reckon. Mm. Uh, there might be an appetite. Surely there'd be an appetite to go again then. The colour of a player we could attract would be better. But I just think the other way, it's a big old long process again to even think about getting this close if we don't get uh, win the Europa League because then you've just got, if you get Conference League, Declan Rice goes then and then that money, it's not always going to work straight away. Even if, or like with the players you buy, you might get a couple wrong. Um, even if that money does even get spent. And I just think otherwise, I don't know. And then, yeah, I, I don't know. We're sort of doing this to death. I think it's quite clear how we feel um, about the game anyway. Uh, yeah, disappointing to lose it in the nature we did. Um, but reasonable performance by the lads. And yeah, I'll keep Premier League behind us Thursday night. Here we come. Uh, but before we look ahead to the Eintracht Frankfurt game, we'll do the Betway Charity Bets. Right, last minute change of scheduling then, Jones, the executive decision made uh, in the break there, we decided to do the Eintracht Frankfurt look ahead first because the Betway Charity Bets obviously relate to that Premier League game against Arsenal, so we bunch them together. Um, hope you don't mind. Hope it hasn't thrown you off too much. Listening at home, the Eintracht Frankfurt game Thursday. Then Jonesy, hoping by the time this podcast goes out, we'll have landed a uh, an opposition view. A little bit more difficult to get hold of for the European games, but we'll see what we can do on that front. But um, I want to hear your thoughts from it um, at first. Uh, I mean... I don't know, mate. Leon was just so magical, wasn't it? To be in a European semi-final is just absolutely amazing. Like, absolutely incredible stuff dreams are made of. Uh, And I'm so glad to be doing it. I was just going to say just then, actually, um, whilst you're all for Europe next season, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, I... I can't really afford for us to get into Europe again, quite frankly, because it's costing <laughs> me a flipping arm and a leg. Yeah. Yeah, there is that. Um, I was talking to Lucy earlier about it. So just a reminder, I might be going to Spain for a few days in in uh, in May. Uh, but don't worry, I'm going to Germany. Mm. Uh, How did that go down? Was that um, any consolation at all? or? Well, given that the final was two days before our wedding anniversary, it's... um. Yeah, I mean it's going down okay. I think I think she's accepted it, but um, I did say so. I don't know. I don't know how Liverpool fans do it every year. Mm. Um, and I just thought, well, do you know what? We've learned a lot about uh, processes and when to book, and maybe almost oh, kind yeah. second guessing what's going to happen a little bit. No one expects us to get where we are, but. Um, if we get into Europe next year straight away, where's the final? And I'm booking hotel rooms for that final, regardless of whether we get there or not. Um, just because I've, I've just booked hotel rooms for uh, Seville and it was just outrageously expensive for two <laughs> nights in Seville. Um, so yeah, yeah, you live and learn on some of these things, but uh, yeah, as much as we want it, it's going to be very another expensive season. Mm. But yeah, 
Got to do it. Well, now. yeah, and that's that's sort of my stance this year. Really, is you just got to do it. Um, what are your thoughts on the fact, Jonesy, that West Ham will only have an allocation and away allocation next week of two thousand four hundred, which is even less than there was for. For Leon, obviously, that was a fantastic atmosphere, but the stadium there was pretty lumpy. And the UEFA rules say that uh, you only get a 5% allocation. Uh, 2,400 doesn't seem very many whatsoever. Very reasonably priced tickets, as is the norm in Germany. Um, uh, yeah, 24 quid, which is uh, which mm. is pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know, mate. Uh, as far as what are your Barcelona things in the end, by the way? The Barcelona flights you booked, I assume you've decided against going on that, that trip. Well, well, I was actually quite lucky. Uh, my mate's not so much. So uh, my mate who was going to book the, the 65 quid flights that we that we all agreed that we, he would book them and we just give him the money. Hmm. Um, assumed he'd done it. And then when we bumped into him in, in Leon. Um, I said, right, well, after game, make sure you send me your details for Barcelona. I was just assuming that, you know, if we win, even if we don't win, Barcelona will definitely get through. So it'll just be, it'll be, a, you know, a few days in Barcelona regardless. And he was like, mm. oh, I didn't book them. Didn't book them. Um, oh, there we go. And I was like, and I was angry at the time. I was like, what do you mean you haven't booked them? Yeah, yeah. And he was like, well, I've booked them, but it cost me 250 quid two days ago. Right. Um, and I was like, well, why didn't you tell me when you booked them for then? Because I was, I still would have paid the 250 quid because there's actually yeah. no way I, I'm missing out on West Ham Barcelona at the new Camp. Hmm. Or no um, way Eintracht Frankfurt are going to beat Barcelona. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And then he goes, oh, well, you know, they're still available. Uh, and then obviously what happens, happens. And there's absolutely no way I'm going to Barcelona now, not when you know West Ham are going to be playing in Germany. Uh, hmm. So, mate... Um, and mates have all paid 250 quid for flights to Barcelona that they have no intention of, of getting on. Excellent. Uh, and I got and I got left out, so I went from being angry to incredibly grateful. Yeah, thank, um, yeah, so yeah. God, I ended, up, ended up thanking him. Co- yeah, oh, happy days, mate. There we go. Um, yeah, it's just the whole thing's just amazing. It's just amazing. It's a bit like I just honestly I. Don't know, like you said, how fans do it every single season. But anyway, um, we've sort of covered that already. This this game Thursday then, mate. Uh, I went to the Eintracht Frankfurt Betis game, as I've mentioned on here before, uh, in Seville before the night before the West Ham's away game there. Um, Real Betis were just really rubbish, which was, oh, I must admit, it was having Pellegrini, Pellegrini in charge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pellegrini impact. Um yeah, they were just really rubbish. So it was honestly quite hard to determine how good Frankfurt were. They didn't seem that good either. They sort of seemed a little bit wasteful. But you almost it almost got to that stage. You know, sometimes happens where one team is so bad that the clearly better team standards also drop as well. And yeah. it just becomes an absolutely awful game of football, which was effectively what happened. Um so it, it, it's hard for me to to sort of gauge on on that front, really. But as far as Thursday night goes, we've seen it with what happened at Leon. It is a strange feeling, isn't it? With uh, as far as the home leg being the first one, because even whatever happens, you sort of just whatever happens at the end of those games, every team always seems to convince themselves it's a decent result. 
Yeah. Like whatever happens, both teams say that, isn't it? So I assume it's going to be the same again. What's your thoughts going into it? Um, I think it's going to be very similar to the Leon game in that I think it'd be very, very cagey. Um, I think as long as we avoid defeat, I think we we, we have a massive, massive chance going, going into mm. the second leg. Um, but on, at the same time, I think the second leg is going to be a far more difficult uh, prospect than Leon was. Right. Um, Leon, How yeah, so? they, put, they put on a they put on a good atmosphere there, um, but it was mm. very very clear that you no know, one it wasn't a full stadium. Mm. It very very clear that there was an element of hostility between the fans and the players because of the season mm. they've had um, in the league. Um, and even the atmosphere that they were trying to put on, I mean, we saw the scenes after the game, and uh, there was an element of hostility. Hmm. Whereas in Germany, um, German fans just kind of put that to one side for 90 minutes if they've got a problem, and then they just get behind the team 120%. And hmm. I think it will be a, a very, very different atmosphere than what our players have been used to been playing in, in Europe. Mm. This season, I think that might. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that that might count against us because we don't really know. But I just think it'll be it'll be a tougher game. It's a semi final. This is a team that's knocked out Barcelona. Like we can't mm. ignore that. They've they've knocked out Barcelona over two legs of football. Um, so it's it's going to be tight that first leg. It's going to be really really tight. And I think as long as we avoid defeat um, or win comfortably, um, or, or sorry, or, or take a draw. Hang on. Right. Let me get right. my head. Avoid no, defeat. Press reset. Yeah, yeah. As long as we avoid defeat, I think we have Or draw time. comfortably. Or draw comfortably. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, if yeah. we if we if we win comfortably, then I think that, that makes the obviously makes life a lot easier. But if we avoid defeat yeah. um or lose narrowly, that was what I was trying to say. Lose narrowly. Right. Uh, yeah. one maybe two goals, but I, you know, if it's just one goal, I, st- I still think we're well in the tire. It just mm. makes it very, very difficult, like Sevilla, who lost one nil mm. in the first leg. So um, yeah, it's a difficult one to call. You know, you just can't ignore the fact that this Frankfurt team just knocked out Barcelona. Um, yeah, well, you know what's funny though, mate. Go on. Sorry, you're 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 right, but they're almost in an identical situation to Leon, depending on their result. Uh, this oh, sorry, no. So they played on Saturday, uh, drew two all at home to Hoffenheim, who remain above them in eighth in the league. Eintracht Frankfurt ninth. Um, and that's where they, that's where Leon were in Liga before we played them. Um, so, you know, they're hardly tearing it up on, on home soil this season. Hoffenheim, Cologne, Union Berlin, Freiburg, all teams above them before you get to the like established top four, if you like, Leipzig, Leverkusen, Dortmund and Bayern. Um, so... You know, ninth in the Bundesliga. I think. I think also. Um, I mean, I don't know. I haven't got the, the table in front of me. You have. I mean, have, mm. can they still qualify for Europe in in, in their league? Uh, they're ten points behind. They play slightly less games. They've got three games left domestically. So no, no, they can't. Um, sixth place being the Conference League spot in the Bundesliga. They're ten points behind Union Berlin. So that um, that means that the fact that they can't qualify for Europe any other way other than winning the Europa League mm. uh, adds a hell of a lot more importance to this game mm. for them. Yeah, no, they they have a lot more to lose 
uh, if you will, than we do because, yeah, okay, you know, we want to get to the final as well and win it, but we can still qualify yeah. for Europe by the means. Yeah. So that maybe that adds a little bit more difficulty to the to the occasion from our point of view in that you know they they're gonna they're gonna be well up for it because it's the only way that they qualify for Europe. Yeah, true. By going all the way. So. So yeah, it's um, it's difficult to call, mate. If I'm honest, mm. and it doesn't help that you know we're gonna make shift defence. Um, yeah, just Dawson obviously won't be suspended for for the Europa League game, but it's difficult. You don't even know how we, how Moyes will approach it. Nah, because of the injuries nah. and, and all the rest of it. So uh, I'm just incredibly excited for it, mate. Like, yeah, exactly. we can't do Europa League semi final at home. Yeah. And it exactly. feels like all I mean, spoken about it a lot, but all that rubbish that we went through after moving to that stadium yeah. is kind of built up to this point on Thursday. Europa League semi final at London Stadium. Um, it doesn't get bigger than that, does it, for, for us? It hasn't, has it? It no, hasn't. You're right. And, you know, yeah. uh, regardless mm. of what happens, I said it before, Leon, and I'll say it again now, regardless of what happens over the next two legs, mm. um, just so incredibly proud of, of what, what the hmm. team's achieved. Um, yeah, as long as they give it their all, which we know they will. Yeah, of course. Let's see yeah. what happens. I agree with you. Well, listen, mate, we'll uh, hopefully got a Eintracht Frankfurt opposition view coming up on this podcast. Hopefully, by the time it goes out, we'll have recorded that and it'll be on here. Um, so after that, whether it's here or not, the next thing you'll hear from me and Jonesy is the Betway charity bit. So I'm delighted to say that joining us from Frankfurt is Basti Red from the Eintracht Frankfurt podcast to look ahead to that mammoth, mouth-watering semi-final Europa League first leg on Thursday. Basti, we really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for dialing in. You're travelling to the airport tomorrow for the game at London Stadium. How are you feeling? I'm quite nervous because the, 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 the final is so close. Mm. But uh, there is a tough opponent ahead, so so it's kind of mixed. It's kind of a you have you can feel there's history in the making. We felt that at Barcelona's, but right now I have the feeling that uh, the game against you guys is pretty much tougher than than the Barcelona game because Barcelona had their own issues, and I as from what I, I uh, experiences you taking the uh, the Europa League. Uh, as much as serious as we do, so yeah, uh, of course, kind of a 50 50 game. Barcelona was kind of a Champions League club, they're mm. uh, we're not into the Europa League, so maybe that was our chance. But as I saw from your starting lineup against Chelsea, you're taking Eintracht Frankfurt very seriously, so, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. There's uh, look, talk to me before we move on to both of our clubs. Talk to me about that Barcelona game. I mean, I assume you, you're coming over to London on Thursday. I assume, you, yeah, I bet, I bet. You were still there. You were there in Barcelona, I guess. Yes. 30 odd thought, between 20 and 30,000 Eintracht Frankfurt fans. We've all seen the images around Europe. Absolutely amazing following from your club. Uh, Xavi, the Barcelona manager, not happy at all. But just talk to me about the experience, um, how it felt to be there virtually taking over the new camp and to get the win as well must have been absolutely incredible yeah it was surreal so so in my opinion there were more than 30,000 there because they really? had, uh, the, the VIP guys and after the game all, we all gathered in one place and it was half of the stadium and there were 80,000 people there so 
my opinion is there were 40,000 in there. Mm. Uh, you, you they, yeah, as I said, it was surreal because it's Barcelona, it's uh, quarterfinal, mm. it's Europa League. It's not that natural habit for Eintracht Frankfurt, so it's very special for us, uh, mm. even though we're playing against Donetsk or some other opponents, and then it's Barcelona. We had 1-1 uh, from the uh, first leg, so there was something in it. And uh, as Eintracht scored the, the penalty, I was was very dizzy. So it's, it was kind of an experience that was very sweaty. I have, I wanted to sing, but I was nervous. It was kind of a, a how do you say it, uh, overnatural experience. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Was it was it something? So well, I don't know. Like how did, how did it work with the um with i'm assuming did were you sit in india way end like did you get your tickets through the club were you one of the small amount of of eintracht fans or were you in what would normally be an area for home fans like how did your understanding of it work with the eintracht frankfurt fans basically just taking over the stadium it was quite easy so i i, I didn't get the, the president uh, uh, exp uh arguing about it so it was uh very easy for eintracht fans to get tickets you just had to have the credit card from another country than germany Right. And every Eintracht fan knows someone in Spain, in the USA, in the US, <laughs> in England. So you just ask your friend. You, you can emulate uh, credit cards via Skrill or something. So it's right. was not that uh, hard to uh, buy tickets from the website from Barcelona. So uh, I was very confused that uh, Laporta told us, oh, we don't know how we uh, how this could happen. And blah. it was very easy, my friend. So. Uh, <laughs> I guess it was kind of a false flag discussion from him, uh, covering up some other problems. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't appropriate for Barcelona, you know. It's like yeah. Frankfurt went there; they had they should have gone uh, uh, good good losers and say congratulations, and this was amazing and blah blah blah. Hmm. But they were moaning about it, and it was kind of a, a yeah, kind of a uh, fucked up situation. So because hmm. just congratulate Eintracht Frankfurt, and then that's it. So. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, as I said, it was very, very easy to get those tickets and to come in. Even mm. with, uh, you saw it, uh, every uh, Eintracht fan had a white shirt or a white uh, <laughs> yeah. jersey. So they, yeah. they, they uh, at the entrance, they could have stopped it. So yeah. but they didn't. So uh, yeah, yeah, as I said, there were more, more than 30,000 there. And it was, it was kind of cool because Eintracht fans travel a lot. So we went yeah. we, we went with 18,000 to Bordeaux. We were at with 10,000 in Porto. We were... 15,000 at uh, San Zero because so it's it's not that a surprise but the amount of people there it was it even doubled uh, yeah our usual uh, crowd who, who travels to all the games uh, it was surreal and then you, you look up at uh, what's, what's called the, the scoreboard you you, yeah. you see and then it's uh, three nil Eintracht Frankfurt at bus and then you just I just froze. I just yeah. Froze. Yeah. 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 We, I mean, we had, obviously it's no, nowhere near as big of an achievement as going to Barcelona and doing it, but we had the same thing. I was in Leon, um, the other week for our game there and exactly the same thing. 69 minutes. It was, I remember it, you know, I've still got a photo of it. Um, just exactly the same three nil away. And it was really that when the third goal went in the same feelings as you had, I was there with my dad, and you know we've spent a lot of years watching West Ham be awful. Yeah. Just a minute. Just yeah, it's the same in Frankfurt. So yeah, so there's yeah. kind of a similarity to our clubs. We have we yeah. have a strong supporters. Exactly. But yeah. we have also a history with, uh, yeah, with, I, I would say roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. And I, but honestly, when the third one went in, it was just so 
overwhelming and just yeah, really right. emotional, yeah, I, and I just the, couldn't the believe goal. it. I, I, I didn't celebrate the third yeah. goal. Looking with like looking at the car accident, it's like I yeah. just froze and said, yeah. "Okay, that's it. That's too much." Yeah, it's too much yeah, to yeah, process, yeah, right? Just yeah, yeah, too much to process. Even uh, if you consider that we're two years Corona, so mm. you know it's, it was you don't have yeah. the stadium experience for two years, yeah. and then we came back, and then this was kind of too much for me. So it's just <laughs> standing there, it's right? Yeah, I feel you. The process you. is still on, because, but uh, now there's a game uh, ahead. Well, so exactly. You need a bit more to... time to let it sink in, <laughs> yeah, don't right. you? But yeah. Uh, yeah, look, congratulations, man. It must have been absolutely phenomenal. And for, I think for those clubs around, most fans around Europe, think it's absolutely amazing what you did, like with all the fans getting into the stadium. And, you know, like you said, it's for the home club to stop that from happening. They didn't. Your fans travelled in numbers with massive But passion. they sold us the tickets, you know. They exactly, were, they, were, yeah. they were season ticket holders who sold us their tickets. So, Andra Frankfurt kind of showed them what they lost. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they didn't have that passion. They had many terrorists. You, might, you, know, you will know it from Premier League. So, we showed them what they lost and it's real passion and it's organic yeah. and I, I don't know if you saw the comment from Derek Ray about the 50 plus one uh no go on I'm, I'm aware of the 50 plus one rule yeah but but Derek incredible. Ray compared it to it's like this is organic and this is real and he couldn't fake it you know yeah, it's like yeah we have yeah. in Germany we have RB Leipzig we have Hoffenheim we have Wolfsburg you can't fake it so and then it's but in Barcelona it's, it's the same if you have many tourists holding season tickets like uh, i experienced it in liverpool mm. there's a chinese guy coming to me at the train station giving me a season tickets and then i went into the stadium to watch a liverpool Jurgen club game so yeah yeah in frankfurt it would never be happening even with you guys it won't happen because mm. i uh, uh experienced how hard it is to get some tickets uh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. In barcelona it was easy I, I don't think we'll uh manage to pull something off uh in west ham so no, no, yeah. definitely not. Yeah. So what's your what's your understanding? I was going to ask you about that later, but I'll bring it up now. What's your sort of understanding of it at the moment? Have you got a sense of how many Frankfurt fans are coming to London? Or, you know, like you said, West Ham fans are struggling to get tickets for the game. Yeah. who normally find it reasonably easy, members and all that sort of thing. Everyone... Yeah who can lay their hands on one has already done so. Yeah. Um, so what are you, what are your sort of, how are you sensing among Frankfurt fans, how many will be here, how many will be in the stadium, et cetera, et cetera? I guess we got uh, 3000 tickets from, from uh, official, right. official contingent, right? Yeah, that sounds guess, about right. Uh, we're not more than a thousand plus. So <clears> it's like max 4,000. Mm. If they get some from from sponsors or VIP stuff like that, I don't know. There are many Eintracht fans from America yeah. who uh, try to buy a, a VIP lounge, but I guess it will be three to four thousand max. So mm. as you said, there uh, the West Ham fans want to go by themselves, and that was the, that's the difference to Barcelona. That they they just don't care, mm. and if you double them the price, they'll give you them their tickets, and then that won't happen. So I guess there will be around five thousand in town. Yeah. Then maybe three and a half thousand in the stadium, and then I have to say that's it. Hostile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. So um, as far as sort of move on to uh, your team and how you're getting on, you're ninth in the Bundesliga this season. You've mentioned already how seriously you're taking the Europa League, and I can only assume that's because you can't make any European competition domestically anymore. If I'm right in saying that. 
Um, what have you made sort of, of of your season? Is the way you are at the moment fairly normal, or what, how's how's the view among fans? No, uh, we have some Corona issues because Eintracht Frankfurt is a lot uh, depending on their uh, money that you get from ticket buyers and stuff like that. So so there's kind of a hole in the uh, in the budget, and that led Eintracht Frankfurt to kind of a chaotic uh, squad planning. So we don't have any real striker. Right. So we have Paciencia, we have Lamas, but they don't perform at all. So they're not even on the bench uh, in some games. So we are uh, missing in Frankfurt. Uh, nobody wants to hear it from me again because I'm telling it week after week after week after week. We are missing a striker. So and we mm -hmm. didn't buy one in winter because they told us there's no money due to Corona. But that's what we're missing. So so we, we can't miss. We can't win the 50-50 games. We played against mm. Cologne and they have Modest and we don't. So they win They win the game 1-0. So yeah, 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 sure. We have a lot of points. Uh, we lost a lot of points because we don't have a striker. If you you have to win some games where you're not the better uh, side, you know, it's mm. like, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. It's not your day. And then but there's a corner and then clack, then uh, you, you win the game. So. And we are missing that game, that, that this game's this season. That's exactly the points we we are lacking to to uh, qualify for Europa again. Mm. So, but what can I say? I, I can't uh, make Corona away. I can't uh, give Eintracht my own money. So uh, we have to to get to summer. And we already bought a striker with Colomuani uh, from FC Nantes. Right. So they they saw the problem. They solved it, but they solved it in summer. So that's not. Uh, that's that doesn't care about this season so um yeah yeah sure, sure we have to get through the season and as you said the only uh the only opportunity to qualify again then then it's for the champions league is about uh the europa league hmm. but i'm kind of skeptical to that they're, they're, they're i'm kind of mad that the season went how it went because you had in winter you had to uh you had the opportunity to correct some things and they didn't so and that's the yeah they you can uh they saw what's coming and they didn't yeah. do anything so yeah, yeah, yeah. if we uh if we lose against you right now then i guess there will be a a big hangover because you then you realize okay we are not in the champions league via the europa league we are uh, mm. out in the semifinals again and then we're in the league at 9 10 11 so yeah then you have to uh yeah you have to rebuild in summer because many players are uh and focus of other clubs and we have need the money so it's kind of a rocky situation right now yeah yeah yeah, sure it sounds extremely similar to the situation at west ham we've had Mikhail antonio playing up front all season who's a converted right back anyway um exactly the same i thing. can't relate to that so yeah <laughs> rafa just... is, is a winger too so you know and he's in yeah, the, yeah, he's yeah. in the center yeah. already playing against uh two center backs it's kind of hard for him so mm. I, I don't i couldn't blame him because he's a uh, very very short but yes as you said you had michael antonio but you have uh what's your top scorer bowen yeah jared bowen's yeah he's he's, he's phenomenal playing coming in off the wing but um yeah i mean it's just it, well, there's very similar feelings at west ham at the moment where because we were playing really we've been playing really well domestically as well in the premier league um and you, yeah, you have the chance to qualify right yeah. It's very slim. I mean, we could. It looks like now, top because uh, in our we're eighth at the moment, and seventh is the Conference League, sixth and fifth are the Europa League. Okay. But Man United are sixth at the moment. Tottenham are fifth. We're not going to catch Tottenham 
unlikely to catch Man United. Our squad's decimated with suspensions. So same situation, like us. So it's, it's, yeah, we're just all, all down to the this. Europa League basket. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's exactly, yeah, that <laughs> makes me far more nervous for sure. But yeah, um, look, looking ahead to looking ahead to Thursday then, uh, Bestie, how do you think it's going to go? What's your sort of style-wise? Um, how do you see the game playing out in London? How will Eintracht approach it? What sort of formation will you set up with players? Blah blah blah. I guess we'll 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 focus uh, on not losing too high to get the opportunity to to uh, make things clear in the second leg. So uh, it's different to Barcelona. So we have the home game uh, to decide everything. That's kind of an advantage for us, I guess. Mm. But uh, as other than Barcelona, you have a very physical team, and that doesn't uh, connect well with our playing style. Eintracht Frankfurt needs space to play. Then they have very fast, fast, fast players, and we need the room like Barcelona gave us. You know, like, like you mm. can push, push, and uh, long balls. I guess uh, your style is similar to uh, to ours, so that will bring down to uh, the physicality, and that's there's a, a advantage on your side, I guess. So right. um, I guess we'll have to concentrate and that's what we did in Sevilla that's what we did in Barcelona we have to be concentrated for the whole game mm. that was kind of a problem this season so we all had the roller coaster uh, between in games uh, mm. even there and we have to be concentrated 19 minutes to i don't know maybe play 1-1 nil nil mm. and then all things to our home crowd so because yeah, sure. uh, at home games in Frankfurt and Europa League especially there is some kind of a yeah, there's a certain magic around it. Yeah, and then yeah, things can. I don't know. In Germany, we we say verselbstständig. I don't know what's it is in English. It's like right. that's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I will look it up for you. Uh, what for just just magic. Well, I was at your. Yeah. While you do that, while you look it up, I was at the. Uh, I went to your game in Betis because uh, I went to mm -hmm. the Sevilla game and you played the night before us on yeah, Wednesday right. and I went along and it was obviously it was a, a fairly like convincing win for you guys but it just seemed from my perspective I couldn't really work out if you were good because Real Betis were so bad it seemed it was quite I couldn't really figure out if you were a really, really impressive side or it was because I just thought Betis were pretty terrible you would have had to go out of your way not to beat them um, yeah. And then, but what one thing I was impressed with, you talk about the fans, um, we were in the real Betis end, obviously. Um, but the, you know, the the atmosphere that the way fans created, they were the loudest in the whole stadium um, in Betis. And I was really impressed. You know, it was it was really good. And that's what I'm looking forward to the most. This will be the first game at home that we've had this season where the away end will be full. Because okay. Leon only bought, yeah, Leon bought a thousand, maybe Sevilla bought okay. eight hundred, so that'll be exciting. It'll make for a fantastic atmosphere. Uh, the tickets for the Frankfurt game, um, I think there's hardly any left at the moment. They're still going through all the um, dedicated supporters with all the points and all that sort of thing. So there's not yeah. going to be a single one of those to to be sold. So I think both occasions are going to be from an atmosphere and a fan's point of view are going to be absolutely phenomenal. It will be. So, and that's what, that's what I, uh, I was trying to explain. It's like, even what happens in our season and your season, domestic season doesn't count at this day. You know, it's what it's like, it's it all goes on to this. We, we, you need luck. You need a referee. You need maybe a penalty, maybe a corner kick, maybe, maybe some red card. I don't know. Yeah. It's like kind of, it's two games. So in, 
we uh, already discussed what's uh, on stake here. So yeah, yeah, it's kind. I have to believe that will be something magical, even though at the away game. So maybe there's a lucky goal, like in Barcelona. We 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 were. Uh, I was sitting down and I was realizing what happened is we were having a, a, a competitive game at Barcelona, and then the uh, the referee uh, gives penalty, and I was like, okay, what's up here? <laughs> <laughs> I have I need I need to have a, a similar situation like that, you know? Yeah. It's yeah like yeah, there's yeah. maybe one mistake from your center backs or I don't know, because it will be very, very close. I was talking to a lot of uh English uh journalists after the Barcelona games and when when and when it was clear that we we're playing against you and mm. they all, all said it like it's like a 50-50 game. It's like a 50-50 mm. game with a light advantage to you to you because mm. you're more physical than us. And we have Ndika and Djakic not uh, playing at the at the first game. So I I said the bench in Frankfurt is not that impressive. So we have a mm. very very good starting eleven, but if there's someone missing, you can't uh, you can't replace him. So and that's yeah. what we have to do now. But I, the the same the, the same thing I saw that Barcelona's because So wasn't playing, and it didn't matter uh, didn't matter either. So there's no serious. Uh, Yeah, there's no serious thing I can say about these games because everything can happen and everything will happen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I have to, uh, I have to believe that's. Uh, so the... as far as uh, as far one, well, sorry, one thing um, I wanted to ask you: there was um, in uh, Sevilla uh, the night before the game on your game, there was a small pocket of trouble uh, between the two sets of fans, um, Eintracht Frankfurt fans and West Ham. I'm, sh I'm sure you might have seen the footage. Um, outside O'Neill's pub in Seville, very sort of small amount of people. Um, and then that was seemed to be the only incident uh, in the whole city before and after. We were drinking with some Eintracht Frankfurt fans on the Wednesday before your game. The atmosphere was for perfectly peaceful and friendly and everyone was having a good time and a chat. Um, what's the sort of view in in Germany or in Frankfurt of, of that uh, sort of incident? Yeah, I guess as you said, it's uh, it's important to to point out that there there was not many people who are fighting. There mm. was I, I don't know twenty against twenty, and it was like Maybe. yeah, it it seemed like a bar fight. You know, it was not that it doesn't seem like there's some some fan groups who uh, made a date to to really go on each other. So it was no kind of a spontaneous no. thing as you see in all uh, cities. So we didn't make a real big buzz about it. So. Uh, But I don't know how the situation will be now. I guess police will know that, so we have may, probably we'll have to go with police escort to 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 the stadium. There's nothing happening there. But as you said, we were drinking with Western fans a Wednesday night uh, too. So we were at the, the the you know the pubs where the pub and pub and pub. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That that's where it happened. And I was Wednesday. I was there. Nothing happened. So hmm. the uh, I don't. I, I can't tell it so because I'm not into that. So I'm not yeah. into the. I guess there are some Frankfurt fans and some Western fans. If they uh, will meet each other, they probably will fighting. But I don't know. I don't know if, if the uh, the police situation is in London. I don't know if they're very. Nah, at, at, at London Stadium, it's it's really good to be honest. For the we've had no trouble for the Leon any of the games so far. Okay. Um, it's all been pretty reasonable. Uh, there's been some inside the stadium, but uh, on the whole, the, the police operations are pretty good. They could have been fans. I guess apart. it's I, I guess it's normal, but I, I'm not shocked about stuff like that. Maybe if it happened, if some uh, uh, no one attacks me, I'm fine. So yeah, 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 I, sure, I'm, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, just fans are sort of curious as to 
um, what that's going to be like on on Thursday. So uh, the tie as a whole, um, Bastian, we've chatted about it already. What you mentioned briefly, so what's team news wise? What sort of uh, have you got anyone missing? Big players missing? Suspensions, injuries, anything like that for Thursday? Yes, and Dika is isn't playing because of the red card in Barcelona game, and Jakic saw the second. Second or third yellow card, I don't know. Yeah. What positions but... are they for those who might not know? Uh, Indica is our uh, most important centre-back. And uh, Jakic is uh, a defensive midfielder. So it's right. like, yeah, compared to, to your Sujek, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like the same position. Yeah, yeah they're very, two very important players. And uh, in the domestic season, we, we couldn't... Uh, yeah, we couldn't replace them, but as I said, it's one game and there were two games. And then uh, in Barcelona, Touré was playing, who didn't play the whole season. So mm. he, he made a very good game. So I hope for one game or two games, we can replace them. But uh, yeah, I would sleep better if they were playing. Yeah. And who do West Ham fans need to look out for? Who's your most dangerous player? Who we got to be scared of? Obviously, Philip Kostic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a yeah. I think there's a general acceptance among uh, Hammers fans of that one. But look, Basti, it's been absolutely brilliant um, having you with us. We appreciate you joining us. Thanks Hopefully, we can have a brief chat next week uh, ahead of the uh, after the first leg, ahead of that second leg in Frankfurt, which I'll be out for. Um, just give us a score prediction then for Thursday night. What do you think the score is going to be? Uh, one one. One one. I reckon West Ham fans will take that as well. Look, Basti, it's been brilliant. We hope you enjoy your time in London. Not too much, of course. It's Basti Red there from the Eintracht Frankfurt podcast, joining us to look ahead to that mouthwatering Europa League semi final first leg against Frankfurt on Thursday. Stay with us because loads more from me and Jonesy next. Right, mate, the, the small matter of, of Arsenal at home in the league on the weekend. Uh, we got beaten at the Emirates earlier in the season. A painful experience for me sitting in the home end with my boss, uh, a big, big gooner. Again, it's the same thing, mate. And I know, I genuinely know fans have got completely different attitudes to me. And I understand that, right? Uh, and I had an argument with in when I was in Ireland at the weekend with a friend of mine, Sports West Ham. Not in quite the same manner, but he was going, oh, you know, it doesn't really matter. Almost like disregarding the Europa League. You know, should have built a squad in January and, uh, you know, then we could be fighting on both fronts, which we should be. It was like, okay, well, we didn't. And now we're only in one. I'm saying go Europa League. He's like, well, just a weird conversation. It was about a 10 pints of Guinness deep. So the levels of sense <laughs> and logic coming out were, were relatively low. Um, but... Uh, and uh, so, therefore, my appetite for the Premier League games, for the like, even though they're Chelsea, Arsenal, and they're big games, is next to nothing, quite frankly. Um, uh, but we have got Arsenal at the weekend. Uh, we've got Betway Charity bets to to pick, of course, as we as we near the end of the season, trying to get. The last few quid in for the charities that we're playing for with the £50 charity stake that me, you and Reese Bayless get each and every week from Betway to put on a three-legged bet bet your way selection for each and every one of West Ham's Premier League games. My money, any winnings, goes to the Bobby Moore Fund. James's goes to the DT38, Dylan Tombidis Foundation, 
uh, Reese uh, was playing for for Isla's fight, and we're going to sort that out at the end of the season, where all that money will go in line with the Caton family wishes. Um, so, Jonesy, you're you're. It's a difficult one for us, is it? Especially with the Dawson sending off. You don't know what the state of our defence is going to be, and that's concerning. That does sort of scream goals. That's been reflected in my um, Arsenal bet. I never like to just out and out back West Ham to lose, ever. And I think I might have done that once. I got dogs abuse, and I don't think we did against a bigger team. So I don't do that anymore. I do think it's a tall order on Sunday, particularly if we're still in that Europa League tie. So I've just gone for more than 3.5 goals in the game, a penalty awarded, and more than 0.5 goals in each half. So that allows for an Arsenal 3-0 win, but I haven't said it, so I don't look anti-West Ham. So that's my thinking. Yeah. No, I can see, see we get that. I've I've got a little bit more faith in the boys, mate. Okay, um, even if even if that this is coming from the bloke who hasn't won a bet all season. Yeah, yeah, um, and I'm hoping this might be this might be the week because I've just done something really stupid and backed us to score a goal. Right, um, over two and a half goals. Ben Rama two or more shots on target, um, which is also quite a stupid leg of the bet. That is and, absolutely um, ridiculous. And both teams to score. I'm backing us to score a goal. Um, if it's the same starting eleven or similar starting eleven to the one that played against Chelsea, then it's unlikely that we will. But I've got to have a bit of faith. This team has done incredible things this season, um, mm. and it, it will not get more incredible than scoring at home against Arsenal, given the with with the third string side. So I'm going for yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. I'm just a little bit concerned about that. Um, Arsenal attack against our threadbare defence. Fair enough. And what's Reese gone for? Uh, Arsenal 12. Um, over 9.5 corners. Uh, <laughs> over <laughs> over two and a half goals in the game. And big Tommy Suchek to have two or more shots on target. God. Which is ambitious. Right, it's rascal, isn't it? The odds on right. that will be pretty good indeed. Yeah. Um, well, as we always remind you, you can bet the back these bets, excuse me, for real, if you so wish, on the Betway website and app. Just go to the next game, uh, which is West Ham Arsenal. In this instance, go to the pre-built bets and you'll find the We Are West Ham podcast bets. Each of them will have mine and the lads' names on it. Uh, and you can back them for real if you like. Uh, we're doing all right, aren't we, Jonesy? About eight grand or so this season, including uh, Betway's agreement to match any winnings. Uh, so it's about eight grand for those charities so far, which is great. Um, and yeah, I don't want to point fingers, Jonesy, but our last season's target of 12,500, which does mean that we've raised more than 20 grand for charity so far to date, which is amazing. Um, the only problem is I do feel a little bit like Reese and I have perhaps pulled our weight this season. And if the third member of the podcast betting team had done the same, that we might have been able to eclipse it. Yeah, you say that, but I raised more than anyone else last season. So um, I just thought I'd give everyone else a chance this year. Um, <laughs> it's not lost to me, mate, that I haven't won a bet. And it's beginning to... Um, really upset me a little bit that I've not been able to raise any money yet so um, fingers crossed over the next four weeks and I've come close I've been quite unlucky um, 
and I could have begged Chad for a payout on one or two like you've done, and I refuse to do that. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Not your, not your style, though, right? No, no, no. No, no, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, right, Josie, that was the Betway charity bets. Let's have a look ahead to that Arsenal game. So I'd like to say joining us to look ahead to that Arsenal game, that irrelevant Arsenal game because the Premier League is beneath West Ham United now, European mm-hmm. conquerors, um, is Dan Cut, sports journalist from The Sun, big gooner, good friend of mine. Cutsy, nice to have you back on the show again, mate. Thanks very much for That's joining. Right. Top four in the bag for Arsenal, is it not? <laughs> Doing our, we, Well, we started to do our best to throw it away, didn't we? But... Um... Two very good wins on the bounce uh, while not playing very well. Um, but at this stage of the season, um, it's not about playing well, is it? As you well know, Will, it's about winning games. And as long as you're, uh, as long as we're doing that, I'm happy. So uh, mm. not quite in the bag yet, but um, I'm slowly, slowly coming around to um, it, that it might actually happen, which would be um, mm. a bit of a miracle. But there you go. Yeah, I'll be honest, it's a weird one. I've sort of I've speaking to you obviously for a while, I've sort of backed Arsenal. For ages I just thought oh. Tottenham it is obviously one of those classic seasons for the race for the top four. Like who's the least rubbish rather than yeah. who's who's the best team. But I sort of had Arsenal in the bag. I just think you've got too much quality. I think Saka and Smith are amazing. Arteta the Arteta effect is seemingly taking hold. Mm. And Tottenham just I just thought they had too many Bricks in, and there's a clear gulf between you and Man United at the weekend. Uh, yeah, I, I watched all your game, and I thought you were well, like good value for the win. Yeah, it was a weird one. I went Saturday. Um, it was they. I don't think that they were awful. You know, I got a bit unlucky. Um, I thought Ronaldo was incredible um, again. Like mm. at his age, to do what he does consistently. Every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous against us and the work rate and everything he does is just above, way above anyone else and we struggled to deal with him. Our issues are solely, solely to do with the fact that we have two full-backs that aren't very good and injuries are uh, to key players like Party and Tommy mm. Asu haven't helped and Tierney. Um, but actually, like you say, what we've got on our side is that we've actually, I think we've got the young, the youngest or the second youngest uh, squad, overall squad in the league. Yeah, I saw that stat. Yeah. Um, and we're very lucky to have players like Saka, who is absolutely incredible. incredible. He's an incredible footballer. Mm. Um, by far the best footballer that's come out of our academy in a long, long time, since Wilshire and that, like, 10, 12 years ago. He is absolutely brilliant. He, I think he'll I think he could play for any team in the world. I really do. I think he's Even now? Level. Say again? Like at the moment or just in yeah, a I few years' so. time? I think so. I think, he, I, I think that um, he would slot into that Liverpool team or that City team now. As mm. it, I think those two are the best, best two teams in Europe and I think he slots into those two teams personally. Um, he's major I just find him so similar he's got all the hallmarks a bit like Raheem Sterling sort of vibes I think uh, it's a similar style of play not exactly the same obviously Mm. but just that coming in off the wing every time he gets the ball can go off of both feet is rapid of course but 
knows what he's doing. Oh, excuse me, knows what he's doing. Or every time he gets the ball, he seems to have an idea of what yeah. he wants to do with it. Um, and when you watch Michael Antonio week in, week out, that seems like quite the luxury ability in a player. But yeah, go on, <laughs> he's, crack on. You're you're right though, Will. You're right. He does. He play. He can play off both feet. He's so strong as well. Like he doesn't look it. Uh, but if you watch mm. the first five minutes of that game on Saturday, bundles Tellers off the ball t- a couple of times, puts stamps his authority straight down, uh, straight down on him. Um, I, I turned. I went with a friend and turned to him straight after a minute, and I said, "Saka's going to have Tellers uh, in bits here on this toast, whole game," yeah. and, and he did. And and he was incredible again. I thought, and he and he consistently is incredible. He's consistently our best player. Um, he he had a at the start of the season. He struggled for a bit. I think the summer, obviously, what happened last summer, um, played on his mind a little bit. Hmm. Um, and he just needed a few games to get back into it. But since sort of October, that time, November time, he has been absolutely incredible. Um, well, I backed him for a brace and Arsenal to win. So after the pen went in, I was like, here we go, 150 pounds <laughs> coming my way. And uh, But yeah, even, you know, obviously didn't manage to score again, but uh, an all-round class performance. The Arteta effect this season then, there was a bit of a roller. It's a bit of such a peculiar season for so many teams again, isn't it? I mean, the, the continual <clears throat> sort of continual uh, banging on, if you like, from well, everyone concerned with football fans, pundits, players, managers alike, this idea that Man United have still got this God-given right to be at the yeah. top of the Premier League, even though they've been a shambles. Um, Arsenal had their own troubles, didn't they? There was lots of, sort of, not lots, but a reasonable amount of calls earlier in the season for Arteta's head on a plate and for him to be moved on. He's not the right man, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it was Edu who came out and unequivocally backed him. Uh, the uh, moving Aubameyang on seemed like an absolute masterstroke now, and it seems to me like you're building something sustainable for the sort of mid to longish term. Are you sort of convinced or still doubt? I think you've got it spot on there, Will. To be honest with you, uh, the way I sort of describe it is that we're at the stage the Klopp was at six or seven years ago, and I'm not. Well, when did he come in? Six years ago, and I'm not saying mm. that we'll ever get to that Liverpool level. Because the level they're playing at now is they're a gen- that's a that's a generational team that is that mm. Liverpool that Liverpool team and that squad is uh, you can't compete with that the level that they they're playing mm. at the minute. But what he what he is trying to do is build a team and a young squad there that is challenging um, that is trying to challenge those two in in three four years time. That and that's the plan for everyone now, isn't it? We're, they're so far above everyone, like we said. Um, they're even way above Chelsea now, aren't they? Like Chelsea, mm. I mean, Chelsea are going to have their issues for quite a while now. With the the own, they're never going to have be the same powerhouse in terms of the money spent and whatnot, um, depending on who comes in. Mm. So you've you've got to just try and get up to their level and then try and compete with them. And I think he is the best man to do that at the minute. Um, but like you say, you're always a. It always feels like at every club, you always he loses three games on the bounce at Southampton, Palace, and um, and mm. Brighton. Clueless and shambles. He's calling for his head again. So, it, <laughs> but I'm I'm very much in the Arteta in camp. I like I like what he's done. I like you're spot on with the um, the Aubameyang. I'm, I'm not necessarily sure it was 
it's difficult because we didn't replace him with a striker and that yeah, might exactly. be our undoing yeah. in the long run. We should have signed a striker in January. That was that was stupid of the club not to do that in my eyes. But but he wanted to get out players that weren't in his they didn't they didn't follow his philosophy. They weren't. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's hard to say it, bad yeah. eggs because it doesn't look like Aubameyang's a bad guy at all. But that oh, you can see what I'm trying to say that that's yeah, the yeah, people yeah. that are in it for him. He was trying to build a culture, isn't he? As well. Say again, sorry. Trying to build a culture. For sure, for sure. That exactly that. And I I went on a, a different an Arsenal podcast pre-season and we talked about. Arteta and and the way he is and and I was asked about what he's like at press conferences and things like that and it's very much his way or the highway um, mm. he doesn't give anything away to anyone he's very he's a very clever man um, he doesn't um, he, he doesn't suffer falls easily um, mm. and that's what I kind of like about him and and it looks like he's creating a squad and a team there and uh, even after the losses and after and then we obviously after that Chelsea game he talks about how um about how he was happy to win that Chelsea game not for him but for those players because they work for him and they work 100% and, he, and they come in for extra sessions and mm. they do all the things that he wants the hard work and and and, and like you say I I think that he is he is the man now for the future, even if we don't get in the top four, I think you have to back him again in the summer because our squad is nowhere near complete. We need another striker and midfielder, um, and have a, we'll have Saliba coming back from Marseille in the summer. I think you back him in the summer again, and we and we go again because I think there's mm. no one out there that I that I that I can think of that would that would do a job that he's doing. Of course, that's always half the conversation, is it? Yeah, it certainly seems like Arsenal are on an upward curve at the moment. Um, so this game on on Sunday, we've sort of half alluded to it already. Honestly, I, I and it's I don't think every West Ham fan shares my attitude on this. Certainly, Jonesy, who was speaking earlier in the podcast, mm. um, has a slightly different opinion of me. But I really, honestly, do not care what happens on Sunday, <laughs> providing we turn up this Thursday and next, I couldn't, ca- I honestly couldn't care. And people go, oh. and I've never really felt like that. Even when we are in the doldrums of being awful for so many seasons, mm. I'd still want to beat Blackburn at home to finish 14th instead of 16th or whatever. Um, but I just, Honestly, I'm so, I'm so wrapped up in. You're going to play the kids it. for us, aren't you? Surely. Well, I mean, we're certainly <laughs> we haven't got any defenders left. Craig Dawson determined to make sure that he's playing in the semi-final of the Europa League, so he gets himself sent off at the weekend. Um, <laughs> he, that, so he's banned. Zuma, Ogbonna, uh, and Diop all injured. So God knows what our centre backs are going to look like. We might just play like two six two or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, and. Uh, I do. It's a, such a strange feeling, and I think the the difference is, unlike you know Jonesy and a few of my mates at the weekend talking, uh, were sort of arguing. Oh, you know, you have to be across all things, and I understand that, but we're not at that level yet. We're not yeah. at that stage yet, uh, and I think the quickest way to get to a club who are like that, where we've got enough depth in the squad and whatever to battle on more than one front is by winning the Europa League. We have to technically, I would only have to win two games of football 
obviously the bigger margin in one of the semi-finals mm. you can afford to have a defeat and then you get a one-off shot at the final and all those teams we're playing frankfurt are ninth in the bundesliga hardly tearing up trees they're okay but the performances we've put in this season show we can do it on our day against anyone really and rb leipzig are the most threatening team i think left in the competition i agree i agree fourth in the bundesliga at the moment yeah, yeah. um and I just, I honestly, I just think we've never been here before. It's so novel and it's so enjoyable and I'm loving it so much that the idea, and, you know, Jones, you were saying about, oh, it'd be good to get in the Conference League. That's not going to hold on to Declan Rice. That's not going to attract no. the huge calibre of player any better than we could get anyway next season. Being in the Champions League would affect those two things. And this is, we're not going to have a chance again for years, I, in my opinion, to win two games to get in the Champions League, certainly not via the Prem. So, no. in my opinion, I think it's just go all out. Um, no, not, not. I don't think as well. Will like you say to the level. Like I know, like they're they're, they're there for a reason. Leipzig and Frankfurt and, mm. and uh, is uh, it, uh, Rangers. Sorry, Rangers. and Rangers. They're there obviously for a reason, but they're not. They're not the that you've beaten better teams than that mm. this season a lot better teams than that even in the Europa League you've beaten better teams than those three I think um, and you've consistently competed at a higher level in the Premier I, I I agree with you I don't like we were in the same situation as as West Ham were where we hadn't got in the this was a few years ago and then we got to the Europa League final and got hammered by Chelsea but um, yeah. we it was it was sort of all or nothing, and you've mm. got to go all or you like you say you've got two. You, you're arguing you, you you could be two games away from Champions League football. You've got to go all in on that, surely. Like that is all that matters now. And like you say, I from an outside perspective, it doesn't look to me like you have the squad to compete across loads of different competitions. You're not Liverpool. No one is. No. So they and they do. So you've got to put all your focus on one thing. And I'm not just saying this because I'm an Arsenal fan and I'm going yeah, yeah. to win on Sunday and you should play the kids because of that. <laughs> I mean, it is going to be very weird on Sunday to see. It's going to be such a weird atmosphere because obviously I don't even think, I, I agree with you, I don't think the fact either, uh, I don't think your fans will be particularly interested in what happens on Sunday, whereas our whole season rides on yeah, games exactly. like Sunday. So yeah. God knows what it's going to be like at the London Stadium. Because um, everyone's going to be worried of talking about what had happened the first day before, and then mm. looking ahead to the first day after. We'll but probably, I agree. We'll I probably like you... nick an ugly one all or something <laughs> with like no play. Yarmolenko will score after four mins. You'll be all over us with eighty percent possession for the rest of the game, and like nick one in the seventy fifth minute. Yeah, and that that'll be one all. Neither team will be that buzzing. But mm. I've been, I've been to I've I've. One of the games I always think think about is uh, that I thought, oh, well, going into a game thinking, oh, they've got so many injuries and they won't be bothered about it. it was um, a few years ago, well, quite a few years ago now, when Rashford, I think it was his debut, and we mm. went up to Old Trafford um, and they had so many injuries and whatnot, and they were playing kids that I think had one, but played one appearance for United. Yeah, yeah. For Valero, I think his name was that pulled back. <laughs> And they beat, ended up beating us three two, and we needed. To, it was such a big game for us, and we ended up messing it up. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
I do have those similar vibes about Sunday where West Ham won't even be interested in winning it. No one will care and they'll nick a jammy 1-0 win again. That is going around my head at the minute that um, that might happen. But but yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I think that West Ham shouldn't be worried about Sunday. Like the league yeah. is... You've, you've, you've had a good... Like if you could have offered this season where they'd oh. said you finished like 15th but got to the semi-final and had a chance to get in the Champions League, you would have taken it, weren't you? So the league is irrelevant now, isn't it? Like, you're not going to get me. in the Champions League through the league because games have caught up with you now. But yeah. So why not? Like, the the Open Conference League, that, like you say, that's not going to keep Declan Rice, is it? He's not interested. Yeah. Whereas Declan Rice stays in my eyes next season if oh, you get Champions the Champions League. league. 100%, but if you don't, yeah. he probably like, and you who would blame him for wanting to go in the summer? If no, you don't get exactly, the exactly. I agree. So, look, what do you what do you reckon? How's the game going to go? We'll do score predictions in a minute, but um, sort of style wise or whatever, what you know, the, what, what team you're going to play? Obviously, it's a huge game for Arsenal. Um, yeah. and I'll be honest, I don't often say this on the podcast, we did our charity bets already. I can't see anything other than a convincing. Arsenal win really like a just a, a proper run of the mill three nil. I know it doesn't always go like that, but I just think oh, I think it's going to go there. But what, what how do you see the game going up style wise? I don't think I've ever seen a convincing Arsenal three win three nil win will. So I wouldn't I have to I wouldn't agree with you there. But, um, I think we'll win because, like you say, it means more way more to us than it does for you. Um, and it, our whole season is riding on the next five games and and and, and uh, getting in that top four. Um, we'll have, I think, Tommy Asu will be back on. Yeah, Sunday. he came off the he bench, didn't on. he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, um, and he's a he's <clears throat> a big part of the way we play and a big big upgrade on the, um, and on Cedric. Um, so that'll be good. Um, I don't think we the party might be back as well. So we've got a couple of players coming back from injury. And, and fitness um and i agree i just i just think i just don't think west ham would, like i could be totally wrong and and it, and it is wrong for me to suggest footballers won't uh won't be focused on a certain game because i the west ham players have got more pride than that mm. but i just think that there's so many distractions around west ham that i can can only see an arsenal win but it is arsenal isn't it so you never know <laughs> What you're going to get out of them, but I just think, like you say, you've got quite a, like you've mentioned the injuries you've got and things like that, and I think that our attackers, the form that Saka's in, um, and Odegaard and those players might just be a bit too, a bit too strong for you on Saturday. But again, you never know with Arsenal what you're going to get. Like I've been in this scenario so many times, Will, where you. You think you go into a game, everything lining up, yeah. yeah, everything's everything's going your your way. It looks like it's a, it's like you say, an, an easy two 0 win, and we all go home. But um, head perm ninety minutes later, head in hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's the only uh, it's the only way to be an Arsenal fan. To be honest with you, to, if you just brace yourself for that. Yeah, I, th- I think though, I, I think there'd be a, a little, a few around London Stadium if we were in good nick after Thursday's first leg, and yeah. uh, you beating us means that um, it sort of makes it even more unlikely that Spurs again in the Champions League. I don't think there'll be. I think there'll be a couple of quietly, well, that's the scenario. quietly that's contented West Ham fans looking forward to next Thursday. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the the perfect scenario. I think if we all 
shake hands now on Arsenal top four, <laughs> West Ham Europa League winners. Yeah, I'll take one that. nil to you, nothing that. embarrassing. One nil to you, nothing embarrassing. And as long as you promise not to injure any of our players, then yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and we all go home happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah, yeah. Unlucky. Sorry, Tottenham. Yeah, exactly, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, right, Katsi, it's been great having you back on the show again, Thanks mate. Um, give us a score prediction then. Sunday, no, we, won't, we won't keep a clean sheet again, sure, just because we don't keep clean sheets. It feels like anymore. Uh, three, three, one Arsenal. I think I'd like three. to say our attack will be a little bit too strong for you in the end, just because like injuries and things have caught up with you a little bit. Um, and you'll give you'll give it a go through, through like you say the the pride that you have and. Mm. David Moyes won't accept anything other than that, will, it, will he? Um, but exactly. I just think we might be a little bit too strong for you on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sorry. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, I don't, so I'd never normally back of the feet, but 3 1 sounds about right. I'd even be surprised we scored, quite honestly, especially as we're probably <laughs> going to play Yarmolenka up front instead of Antonio. But we'll see what happens, mate. It's been uh, great having you on again. Thanks, Thanks for having me, joining us. Dan Cutts, sports journalist from uh, The Sun and massive Arsenal fan, joining us to look ahead to that game on Sunday at London Stadium. Stay with us because you'll have so much more from me and Jonesy next. <laughs> Jonesy, West Ham women played at the weekend. Another excellent result. Uh, 2-1 away at Reading. 1-0. Um, 0-0 uh, half-time. 1-0 up just after the break. Made it 2 before Reading's very, very late 95th minute consolation. Uh, an excellent result for the girls there after the disappointment at Man City in the Cup. That puts a three-point gap between themselves and Reading in the WSL puts West Ham into sixth, two points above Brighton. And although they are within touching distance of Tottenham in fifth, uh, Spurs one point ahead, but they have played two games less than the girls. But all in all, very good chance of, of finishing sixth. Mate, it's honestly the superlatives and the transformation job Oli Hard has done this season has been nothing short of of spectacular. Another good win against a league rival, especially away from home. Happy days. Yes. Yeah, I mean, they've put into a run of three defeats. Um, really, really solid win. Uh, two games left of the season against United and Arsenal, which you know, are going to finish in the top top six, uh, the top half of the table, and it's going to be, you're going to have to get a result against one of those two, which is going to be quite mm. difficult, but Still, regardless whether they do it or not, what season after after the problems they had last year, and mm. um, he's done an incredible job. Hopefully, they can take some of that into into next season, do a little bit of summer business, improve the squad, um, yeah. and go again. But I just feel like establish establish ourselves at the, at the right end of the WSL, and you've got half a chance of really beginning mm. to sort of continue to push on and begin to compete a little bit more. Um, and they've done that, so yeah. Pick up one or two points, or for, you know, get one win out of those two games. It's uh, it could be a top half finish, for, I think, for the first ever time, which would be which would be pretty impressive. Yeah, majorly impressive, mate. So Emma Snurler and Yui Hasegawa with West Ham's goals at the weekend, and I, I just find, Josie, just I don't know. I think it's a remarkable job, really. So in dire mm. straits when he came in, 
and he did struggle. The results didn't majorly pick up. Uh, sort of, it was almost a bit more that West Ham stayed up by default of the other teams, sort of being so terrible around them, really. And I, I that, well, we questioned on this podcast. There were questions about Ollie Harder saying, "Is he the right man for it?" You know, as he he's obviously got the credentials as such, but was like, "Is this too much of an ask?" But um, no, happy days, hats off, and like you say, two games. Man United away uh, and Arsenal at home are the last two games in the WSL season. Um, there is a chance. Well, obviously, there's a chance. Uh, but Brighton, uh, who, you know, it's those two points behind, like I mentioned, they've got Man City away, which you'd hope they'd lose that. But Everton at home uh, is probably going to be somewhat of an easier prospect, Everton in 10th. Um, so there's a chance that, that West Ham will get caught by Brighton. But uh, as you mentioned there, mate, um, I think even if it's anywhere within those uh, three slots in the middle, sixth, seventh or eighth, even if Reading managed to uh, make up that ground, they've got a game at home, sorry, away to Leicester uh, and then at home to to Man City as well. So also a chance to get caught there, providing the girls can't get anything out of those Man United and Arsenal games. Um, but their goal difference is better than both of those teams. So um, positive stuff for the girls. Congratulations to Ollie. Brilliant job, whatever, whatever they do. But hopefully the girls can squeeze a couple of points out of those final two games of the season and, uh, and move onwards and upwards from there. That is it from me and Jonesy for this week's show. Stay with us. We'll have some final thoughts next. <laughs> Well, Jonesy, uh, an enthralling show, an exciting week for West Ham. Shame it was off the back of that game, the result at Chelsea. But so be it. It is what it is. What are your overriding thoughts and emotions this Monday night, uh, post-Chelsea, pre-Eintracht Frankfurt and Arsenal, before we say goodbye to everyone for another week? Well, post-Chelsea is just, yeah, a little bit frustrating, but we, we move on. Bigger fish to fry on Thursday night, uh, and just just can't wait to get over there Thursday Thursday night. You know, I missed the Leon home leg because I was on holiday, so just can't wait to get over there and, and for another European night, and um, just get behind the players. And you know, it's the biggest game, I would say, outside the, the 2006 FA Cup final. I know we said this before the Sevilla game, definitely biggest game. I've ever been to in my lifetime. God, um, that's so difficult. I think it's it, got to be bad then. You're, bored, I, you're bordering on being bigger than the FA Cup now, I'm saying. Maybe, maybe. I mean, if he obviously gets to the final, then by, by 100% oh. bigger than that. Hmm. Um, but yeah, playoff finals are big, obviously, but this this has a completely different level to it. Hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I know I said it'd be tight, and I still think it will be. Something's telling me that we're we're going to go to Seville. Something's telling me that we're 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 destined to be in Seville in the middle of May. Uh, the last time we reached the European semi-finals against Frankfurt and we won, mm-hmm. um, we beat them over two legs, four three on aggregate. I'll take that all day long, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to it. Yeah, and um, hopefully get one or two injured players back fit because we're going to we're definitely going to need it between now and the end of the season. 
Yeah, yeah, that is a bit of a concern, isn't it? The thin squad, but I'm pretty bored of talking about it. What we've managed to do with a thinner squad than really thick ones we've had in in seasons past, but when the thick squad's full of rubbish players, why we're right? Yeah, much rather have it like it is this year. Go on, mate. Um, and also, one thing we haven't mentioned today, uh, and mm. I can't believe I've not mentioned that, is David Moyes' birthday. It's Monday. Oh, yes. It's yeah. David Moyes' birthday, the great man. Yeah. Uh, I tweeted yeah. earlier and said, you know, happy birthday to the, the, the greatest Scottish manager the Premier League's ever seen. Like um, that one, yeah. And, um, yeah, one fan go, cool, that's a little bit of a, uh, a bit of a bold call out. What about Sir Alex Ferguson? It was like, mate, I'm only joking. I didn't even bother replying yeah. to him. It was like, it's so obvious yeah. I'm having a laugh. Um, yeah. But, I mean, there was an element of truth in it as well. So, hmm. um, great man. Doing great things. Um, it's his birthday today, so wish Dave all the best. Happy and birthday, thank, thank you for the journey you're taking us on, mate. It's uh, it's mm. a pleasure because we know you're listening, so that's why we're going to yeah, yeah. address Next you directly. Day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Happy days. Uh, any other Scottish candidates for impressive so Scottish managers? I think someone replied and went Gordon Strachan. I, I mean, that's it. That's even rogue than Michael. Coventry, was it Coventry? Coventry, yeah, yeah. 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 Walter um, Smith, was he Scottish? Walter Smith's up there, yeah. Was he Scottish or is he Scottish? He's, yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't mm. know. But David Morris yeah, certainly up there. David I mean, Morris, exactly. Yeah. King yeah. of all managers. Yeah, I did like your tweet earlier, mate. I thought it was very funny. Um, yeah, fair enough then, Josie. I, I think it'll be interesting to see the London Stadium on Thursday. Eintracht are going to have their full allocation, which will be exciting. Uh, I know we, there's a little bit of trepidation about trouble. Uh, I understand why that is. For There was that little pocket in Seville. But I, I, honestly, the, as in, and that was Eintracht fans attacking the, uh, the pub that West Ham fans were in. Uh, that's been ratified by plenty of different sources. West Ham not looking for it. There was nothing. Every all the you know this will be the the Eintracht want to be the fourth game of this year away Europa League campaign um, that I've gone to, and I honestly have felt to- West Ham fans done themselves proud of everyone I've been to. Really, uh, there's been no appetite for for aggro anything like that. Um, yeah, I, nothing but people just West Ham fans just having the time of their lives. Um, so I expect more of the same. Uh, the only thing that there is a bit of a concern about, it, Jonesy, is the sort of away fans or German fans getting into the home end. That is a bit of a bugbear with lots of fans, and I understand that. I'll be honest, well, me and you went to a game, didn't we, earlier this season, Tottenham away in the League Cup and sat in the home end. Uh, I've done it several times, actually, with West Ham. Uh, Man United and Arsenal are the most common ones. Uh and I just find, and I know you found it a little bit more difficult than I did, but I honestly think it's sort of okay if you do that and behave yourself, yeah. honestly, and be respectful of the of the surroundings you're in and you don't start rubbing it in people's faces and just conduct yourself in a manner befitting that. The, the, there was the concern, obviously, because what they did at the new Camp, um, there's no way they're getting 30,000 fans in the home end. Um, no. Uh, so I mean that's not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a bit. It might be a bit of a concern, but at the same time, it's like, well, West Ham fans have been trying to do that for every single away European game 
this season and, ha- and have and have and have done it. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you can be a little bit concerned about it, but I don't think you can be particularly angry if there are a lot of Frankfurt fans dotted around the home end because no. we were doing that. They love their team. There's been West Ham fans doing it in every single away game in Europe this season. Yeah. Um, we had there's loads at Leon. We saw them all come over. Didn't, didn't, you know, at the end yeah, of the game yeah. in particular. Um, there was it, mate, in Seville. There was absolutely exactly was probably even more. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, you can be a bit concerned about what that might lead to, um, but you can't be upset about it or angry about it because we've many thousands of our fans have done the same thing this season. Mm. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm sure the the Met will be well on top of it on Thursday night mm. in particular, um, given. Yeah. The rumours and, and see what happened over in Seville and, and stuff like that. But yeah, this West Ham fans just go and enjoy it, avoid trouble if you can, and and just go out there and back the team and like, like we know we always will do, and and, and hopefully see 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 us win. But yeah, I'm looking forward to the atmosphere is going to be rocking again, isn't it? and um, mm. the fact Frankfurt have got a full allocation just adds a little bit extra bite, doesn't it? I think so. Oh, they'll yeah. actually sell it, won't they? You know, with Leon yeah. and Seville fans bought hardly any, did they? None yeah. of the teams so, in the group stage did, so it'll be. It adds something, doesn't it, to the game and mm. got a loud and, and rocking away away section. So exactly. yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Should be good. Yeah, absolutely brilliant, mate. Absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, I think I'll. I can't promise I'm going to try and be any more excited about the uh, whatever the result of the Arsenal game happens to be um, at the weekend. Uh, because, yeah, all about Europa for me this week. It's, it's mouth-watering. I don't even know how to feel. I just don't know how to feel anymore. It's just too, yeah. it's all just overwhelming. It's all just too much. Um, yeah, I'm always sort of, I need a little bit of a, little bit of a, what's it called? Uh, sort out after the weekend. Need to get myself feeling a bit more human again. A couple of days at work and then I've got Thursday off. Um, so yeah, a mouthwatering prospect, West Ham United, uh, at home to Eintracht Frankfurt, and that the historic nature of it, given the result and the, the the game you mentioned before, obviously does add something to it. That it's the same side all over again. So uh, yeah, fingers crossed. Happy birthday to Moisey. Like Jonesy said, hope you enjoyed this week's show. Thanks for listening. As always. Mouthwatering prospect indeed, a Europa League semi-final involving West Ham United at the London Stadium on Thursday. A game and a tie, we've got every single chance of winning, providing Moise can actually get some players out on the pitch. Thanks for listening, everyone. West Ham United are massive as ever, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.